Packers trade Devontae Adams to the Raiders. At this point, I don't care what the Vikings haven't done in free agency. That alone makes them the front runner to win the NFC North Division, making the Kirk Cousins extension look that much better. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SkoWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. You heard it right. Christmas came early and the Packers delivered a gift for the rest of the NFC North and traded arguably the best wide receiver in the league to the AFC. Before we dive in, let's get a word from our sponsor. What are the Green Bay Packers losing with with trading Devontae Adams to the Las Vegas Raiders? Well, he's signing for five years, 141 million in in some change. So they're they're not having to sign a big ticket item like that. I believe he's being signed for the the most uh, receivers ever made, which is amazing. I I don't book me on that, but uh it's pretty I think I heard that. Green Bay gets in the trade the number 22 overall pick and the number 53 overall pick. That my friends is a haul. That is a good I mean, the Packers didn't have any leverage other than, hey, a lot of people like Devontae Adams, but he wasn't going to play for him. And the ties to the Raiders is the fact that Devontae Adams was a college teammate with Derek Carr, and he actually recently bought a house near Carr in Las Vegas, in the Las Vegas area. So he, he almost had a premonition that he was going to go to Vegas. So this trade made sense for both parties. Devontae Adams went through like a year of trying to get an extension with the Packers. With all the uh, with all the Aaron Rodgers drama of him re-signing, put Devontae Adams on the back burner. I think there's going to be a little bit of black, bad blood between the two because Aaron Rodgers stays making bank. Devontae Adams leaving is doing all right, but not as all right as Aaron Rodgers is going to be. Um, so that being said, what did what did the Packers lose with Devontae Adams? I had said it. I said it. Arguably one of the, arguably the best wide receiver in the league. But um, you might look at Cooper Cup, a couple others, and our own Justin Jefferson. There's, there's quite a few receivers up there, but if you watch Devontae Adams play, he can run any route. He The back shoulder fade, go over receivers, dupe receivers, get, catch the ball at the last minute. He's he's the best receiver for many years in NFC North. So he leaves with his 123 catches and 1,553 yards. That's a lot of production, my friend leaving the NFC North. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about what they're retaining um, as receiver for in the receiver position for the Packers. But first, I'd like to talk about the, the draft, situa- draft situation for the Packers. They get a lot of picks. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 picks now that they made the trade. Uh, so they had nine, now they have 11. Their first two first-round picks are 22 and 28 overall. They're going to get a couple good players. There's It's a deep wide receiver draft, so most likely they're going to focus on getting a wide receiver. They could just sit back and do it. 
Um, they could also trade a second rounder, one of their second rounders, to move up in the first to get one of the top receivers. I'll dive into once the free agency period dies down. I'll dive into what um, draft picks are available for any team, but mainly who the Vikings consider. And I will talk about wide receivers because the Vikings could draft one late and get a pretty good one. The uh, Packers, again, 22-28 overall. Second round, they got 53 now, given to them by Las Vegas. Second round, also number 59. So they have uh, four picks in the top 59 picks. That's pretty dang good now. So they the Packers do have an upside. They do have an advantage over the Vikings right now. However, I will t- I, I will maybe dabble into you know losing Daniil Hunter and us getting picks that could be could uh, add to our draft picks that may look like the Packers early on. We may get a number one. Who knows? We'll find out. Now the third round, ninety two overall, four, two fourth rounds, one hundred thirty two, one hundred forty overall. Fifth round, one seventy one, no six. And they had three sevenths. Now, the Packers depth chart for wide receiver reminds me of what the Vikings used to look like when we go into free agency. And we have, uh, in this case, the Packers have uh, Alan Lazard, who I like. He's a big wide receiver. I think he's a good number three on a bad team, a number two. But he's right now sitting at their number one overall production that's still remaining on the team with 40 catches for 513 yards. Their number one receiver going in, going into currently in free agency, going into the draft, caught 40 balls. Randall Cobb, 28 catches for 375 yards. Then the next next three guys, Malik Taylor, two catches for 14. Juwan Winfrey, nine catches for 58. Amari Rogers, four catches for 45. They it, they don't even break a thousand yards with their the rest of their team. So there's a lot to, you know, as far as wide receiver goes, Packers are gonna have to do some work. Um, I don't I can't really tell you who's still left in free agency. I don't have it in front of me, but the uh draft is deep and they may use one or two or or one of or two or these early picks that they have and get two wide receivers, very possible. Now, let's talk. And there, then uh, Zadarius Smith, they lose him on defense. Much like we are losing, we're most likely losing to Neil Hunter, unfortunately. They lost to Zadarius Smith. Now, he didn't play last much of last year because of injury, but prior to that, he uh it was a pro bowler in 2020 and 2021 with 13 and a half sacks and 12 and a half sacks. Now this is a guy the Vikings wanted, but he, he was going to sign um, with the Ravens. But according to Ian Rappaport, plot twist, former Packer pass rusher Zadarius Smith is not signing his deal with the Ravens after all. Sources say he remains a free agent. The four-year, $35 million deal he backed out of. Again, he was injured much of 2022. He was looking at something like a 15,000 roster or 15 million dollar roster bonus that the Packers just weren't going to pay. So, that's two big players the Viking or the uh, Packers lost. Now the Vikings kept our big free agent to or 
potential trade cap victim in Kirk Cousins. And then we thought, well, we're going to have Daniel Hunter and he's going to rework his contract. Sure enough, we're probably going to lose him. But we're not losing a, we're not in, you know, Daniel Hunter didn't play much of the last two years. He's seven games, but we're, we didn't lose a Devontae Adams. Now, Daniel, they lot, they're losing a Zadarius Smith. We're losing a Daniel Hunter. Both similar situations. Both were hurt quite a bit of the season, if not most of it, with uh, Zadarius Smith's situation. So there's a lot to be said how we have now jumped up, if not ahead, based on production of what has been lost. And we signed you know, two guys, which I'm going to talk about here, and on the defense. So we were one of the worst rushing defenses in the league. Well, we go and sign a run-stuffing D-tackle and a tackle machine at linebacker. Now, Kevin O'Connell, speaking on Jordan Hicks, the linebacker we signed, he says there were two linebackers in the NFL with 100-plus tackles and four interceptions last year. Both of those guys will be playing linebacker for the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, Jordan Hicks and Eric Kendricks, two guys that had over 100-plus tackles and four interceptions. That's amazing production. Now, Harrison Phillips, if you watch film on Harrison Phillips, you'll be – You'll be impressed how he stands his ground and sh- and sheds tackles at the right moment and makes and makes run stopping tackles. But his main purpose is to just clog up that offensive line. I don't think there's many that do it better than Harrison Phillips. He's well loved. He was one of the favorites of the the uh, Bills Mafia. He's a Peyton Manning Man of the Year candidate. Just a leader in the locker room. Enough, enough can't be said about Harrison Phillips. And similar situation, Jordan Hicks. He's known to be a leader, a teacher, a good teammate to his other players. I've talked about this before, but these two guys, I think, change the culture of the defense. The linebackers are going to love of Harrison Phillips and Jordan Hicks. And I talked about Harrison Phillips holding his ground. Jordan Hicks, if you go watch him play, uh, huge offensive linemen will come out to linemen will come out to block him. He stands his ground, sheds the block from the side. In fact, ducks underneath and makes a tackle. He's hard to block, hard to block. He's a tackling machine. Now, a couple quotes from Harrison Phillips. In his press conference, he says, you find production through the system, and I'm a believer in that. He's not a flashy player. He's not going to go. There, There's some Vikings over the years that we had some losing seasons, and you could tell defensive players kind of going on their own a little bit, kind of going on their own a little bit. Now, Harrison Phillips has learned, you know, from some, you know, from some of the best, and He's a team player. That's his focus, is to work within the system. So there's a lot to be said about that. Go look up a YouTube or the Vikings on network on uh, their, their channel, and you can see you, you can see these interviews, and you'll be totally impressed by Harris, Harrison Phillips and Jordan Hicks. These are two leaders, two guys that are going to make a big difference in the run game for the Minnesota Vikings. 
Now, Harrison Phillips did have a quote on his Twitter. He's very happy about signing this contract. He's from Omaha, Nebraska. His mom's his mom's favorite color is purple. Um, I don't know if he grew up a Vikings fans, but they sure are now. He didn't talk about that in his press conference, whether or not they were Vikings fans. I don't think anybody bothered to ask. But he uh, quoted us saying, remember if the Lord didn't give you the power to move the mountain, he gave you the strength to climb it, Skull. That is our new D-tackle, Harrison Phillips. Now, what made this possible? We were over the cap. We couldn't officially sign these guys. What did it is Harrison Smith's restructure. Now, the new his new cap hit is seven million, seven point four million, which I think is down about nine million, which allowed us to think is about nine million. Or no, he lost. It went down six million, which allowed us to sign these two guys. Now, just pulling up, pulling up his contract. If you look at, if you go to and just type in Google a Harrison Smith uh, yeah, cap hit or, you know, contract. I usually type in contract. And you might one of your choices might be Harrison Smith's spot track. That will pull up his contract. And he ha- he becomes an unrestricted free agent in his, year, his 37-year-old year in 2026. So he signed through two, 2025. He... He's, it's going to be a struggle to retain Harrison Smith because right now, at past this year, his cap hit's not bad, $2.465 million. Dead cap, if we were to release him, is 15 so it's a no-go on that. He's going to be a Viking. In, but then in 2023, his cap hit is $19 million, $19.2 million. Same in 2024, and it jumps up to $22 million in 2025. But this is how the dead cap uh, goes down. If he gets released in 2023, uh, 11.7 million. If he gets released in 2024, that's 7.8 million cap, dead cap space. And in 2025, 3.9 million. So how much longer will Harrison Smith play? This may be one of those situations where we he gets older and we may ask him to do a pay cut, or that we may uh, restructure, give him a signing bonus add some void years at the end of his contract because these are these cap hits are ridiculous for his safety. They would be the high, most likely I haven't checked but the, probably the highest cap hits of any safety ever. <laughs> it, it could it could be that bad. Uh but Harrison Smith is going to be a viking. Uh he's going to retain maintain his status as viking. He's going his contract. He's going to make the same money. But uh Harrison Smith you know, it's a restructures are built into contracts, so we're not losing out on anything. I don't have anything written up for for Daniil Hunter. It, I recent my most recent podcast before this one, I talked about Daniil Hunter quite a bit. The only thing I'll add that this go around is it really looks like the Vikings had tried to extend Daniil Hunter, which would have been a more economic situation instead of pushing the the can down the road. But the th- what looks like is that Daniil Hunter is still regretting him um, signing for, in his case, to believe as little as he did. And he did, in the Vikings, did get a friendly contract from him. When he goes and sees other players signing for much more than what he did, 
I think he had, you know, buyer's remorse of his contract. It really looks that way, and they're playing hardball to where that they won't, they won't, they won't. They're asking too much for the what the Vikings are willing to give him. To uh, and it just it's just not going to work out. And with the fact that he's switching, to, we're switching to a three-four. Are we willing to take the risk of him being an outside linebacker? Do, do we know he can play that for sure? So the Vikings have a a lot of options as far as trading him. Whether or not someone's going to give up enough is a, a different story. This could back this could backfire on the Vikings. Um, you know, if we trade him for not much, we're going to say, "Well, why didn't you just?" Resign him, or why don't you? Why don't you just restructure his contract and keep him as a Viking for the next two years? Which, in fact, he's actually signed through 2025, so it'd be for uh, the next four years. Oh, that's Harrison Smith. Oh, let me pull up. Honestly, let me pull up uh, Daniel Hunter, and I can tell you, I can tell you what his contract looks like. So he is signed through 2023. So I was right the first time. Two year, uh, two years. If we can get past this year, his cap hit's only $8 million. This is a friendly contract, a top defensive end. The risk is is that hey, he's a you know, he's an injury risk, but his it looks like his neck injury healed or he played at a high level, although not very many games this past year because he ended up getting a pec injury, which other players have had that happen and fully recovered from that. So that's not as big as a deal as his neck injury, but it looks like he'd recover from, from that pretty well. Now, if we get past this year, his, his last year of his contract is $8.6 million. He's got two void years. We're only eating a million, a, $1.12 million a year for 2024 and 2025. So that's not in bad shape. I almost wished we just played him on this contract. Don't um, kick the can down the road restructure Thielen's contract and I think we can do Dalvin Cook and then we have cap space to maybe sign one more player and then have enough money to sign our free agent uh, or sign our our draft class we would have Daniel Hunter for two years and next year would be even cheaper a lot cheaper 8.6 million for a top defensive end so um, I think we have options as the Vikings. I think I think if we don't trade him or we can't, we don't think we're going to get enough. Is that we'll do just that? I think I think usually it's built into the contract where you have to, where you can just restructure that. That has been the case, but the player has to sign it. He has to agree to it. Right now, is Daniil Hunter not doing that? That is the big question. There's a lot of complaints about Kirk Cousins holding up the free agency, but right now it's completely Daniel Hunter that's holding up our free agency. Now I want to rest assured, I want to reiterate what I said in my last podcast. Players are going to get cut from other teams that are very good, and a lot of teams will have, won't have any money left. So the fact that we're late to the party and a lot of players are off the board right now more will be coming off the board so just think about that that we we may have slow rolled this free agency we did good getting those two players 
and we got a couple of you know backups. But we got the draft ahead of us. We may get extra draft picks with Daniil Hunter. He may still be on the team. And we still have a couple players we could potentially restructure. And it does really look like Adam Thielen is going to play ball and actually take less money. Um, $16 million for a guy that was you got hurt and only 700 yards probably. 10 touchdowns though, but $16 million is a little high. And I think he's wanting to stay a Viking. I think he's wanting to retire a Viking. He may play for another team eventually, but I don't think he's ready to leave Minnesota. And he's really good friends with Kirk Cousins. Their family does do a lot of things together, from what I hear. And uh, you know they 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 t- they tend to stick together. They play golf together. I think they want to run it back, and especially with Justin Jefferson. This is almost like when we had when when we had Randy Moss and Chris Carter. Chris Carter was the aging veteran. Adam Thielen's the aging veteran. Justin Jefferson is the stud. Randy Moss is the stud. This is this looks a lot. And now with KJ Osborne, we may have three deep like we did back then. Now hopefully, hopefully everything works out for the Vikings. I'm still optimistic. I am more optimistic now what the Packers did by trading Devontae Adams. I hope you are too. I'm not. I'm not disappointed on uh, the day of green. The Green Bay trades Devontae Adams on St. Patrick's Day. Lucky for the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, this is David Shelsky. This is Minnesota Sports Talk. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for supporting independent journalism. You can follow me on Twitter at Skoworld and at MN Sports Podcast. Thank you. I'll talk to you next time.